Happy Pride Orlando on this week's episode of Bungalore in the Bus. Hear all about the packing district in West College Park, my tight jeans on display at the History Center, and all the hot events happening this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Bungalore in the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalore.com, your source for hyperlocal news. Joining me tonight is Scotty Campbell. Hey, everybody. Scotty's filling in for John Bustecker. Thanks, Scotty. I am. Uh, here on Bungalore in the Bus, we talk about all of Orlando's top downtown bungalow neighborhood news. And our coverage area runs from Winter Park to the north, Soto to the south, Winter Park to the north. And that's all what? I remember. <laughs> Soto, Yodo. Frodo. Frodo. And YOLO. We could call Winter Park Waipai. Oh, I like Waipai. 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 Wipe, wipe. Do you think they like it? Wipe your nose. Wipe <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Parkers. Tonight's episode is brought to you by CarJoy. CarJoy is an on-demand auto maintenance service that comes directly to you. They change your oil, rotate stuff, do car Tires. things. Uh, all the things you don't want to <laughs> do. do car things to your car. <laughs> wow. where, uh, where, do, were we the, where were they when we had a re- unreliable car? I'll tell you what, man. It's so cool. They... Super great license, people who know what they're doing, they're all handsome, they will come to you when you're like eating your lunch or at work. Uh, joining us later today is Daniel Soso, he's going to tell tell us all about the service. Okay. So we love it. If you want to read more, go to getcarjoy.com. You can also get $5 off your service with the code CITYBEAUTIFUL, one word, CITYBEAUTIFUL, $5. City beautiful isn't one word though. Uh, the code is... Oh. Thanks for joining us, Scotty. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we've got some great headlines. Packing District. You know what the Packing District is? Yeah, it's like uh, College Park Subdivision. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Western College Park. Wecopa. <laughs> Wecopa. They don't, they don't like to call them subdivisions anymore, do they? No, no, no. That's a bad no. word. They all have weird, weird... Even that's a subdivision. No, no, it's not. A, no, it's a tell it's me a mixed tell me, use development. Man. Okay, uh, it's two hundred acres. It's a two hundred acre project that's happening mostly around. Princeton. That's a lot, right? It is. It's happening yeah. mostly around Princeton and Orange Blossom Trail, and uh, they're keeping about six. I want to say six hundred sixty thousand square feet of old industrial warehouses. They're actually going to just revamp and okay, uh, make them cool. into new uses, like the. Uh, Habitat Restore Building is going to be a food hall, which okay. is pretty neat, right there on o- OBT. I love the, this food hall concept that I, it's popping up here and there. We've got a few. we got a few yeah. things happening. Food halls are basically the new sexy food court. True. Right? You can't say nobody wants to go to a food court, but everybody wants to go to a food hall. Right. Well, you don't want to go to a food court because the food is usually a, a, a franchise, prepackaged kind of food, whereas these the food hall is more of a unique type of food that's that's prepared right there, sometimes farm to table even. Yeah. Poke bowls. Yeah. Like uh, what's the Fancy one that we noodles. love on Magnolia, Markadown Magnolia? Markadown Magnolia, right, oh, on, right downtown. So, so good. So Packing District has moved forward. We've got some new plans. If you want to see what we're talking about, head on over to bungalower.com and you can just you can see some of the plans that they've updated for this huge project. The last time we wrote about it was to say that uh, they're doing a 100 acre farm. 
what? Is part of it. Yeah, with in partnership with John Rivers for Oh, okay. Four Rivers yeah, Smokehouse. I think I've heard about this. Uh, I believe the executive director, I believe it's public that the executive director is going to be John Reif of East End Market. He's going to be running the farm. So so just to be clear, when you say farm, you're talking uh, uh, vegetables. Yes. Okay. I immediately thought there were going to be cows. I hope there's chickens at least. You think there should be some chickens? Yeah. You know, like a demonstration garden. They're supposed to train people on site. I love College Park uh, and I love the people who live there, but I know that they can be a little uptight. Do you think they're going to be okay with... Farming's hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clean farming. Well, let's go all the way and let's get some llamas out there. I'd love to see some alpacas. Alpacas. Yeah, e- emus. <laughs> some what's a, emus. What's another emus, form? you can see them out in Daytona. E- oh, I love it. Yeah. Great story. You're welcome. <laughs> so some of the things, other things that we saw, there's going to be a new YMCA center because the people behind the project is Dr. Phillips Charities. And Dr. Phillips Charities is one of the biggest single donors for local YMCA, uh, YMCA Central Florida. Cool. Are they going to name the thing Dr. Phillips? It's named the packing district. But at the YMCA, then they're going to say the Dr. Dr. Phillips, Phillips YMCA. One. Then people would be, meet me at the Dr. Phillips. And they're like, what is that? The I'm Performing Arts Center? The... <laughs> District, the you're I don't confused know, guy. I am. I'm. I well, I I live in confusion. You've also you've also had a couple of drinks because you just got done per- performing at Nerd, well, Night, Nerd Night Orlando. I did. It oh. was uh, quite an experience. Yes, yeah. you had a couple beers. I did. Yeah. So if you need to stand up and move around a little bit to keep the blood flowing, <laughs> so that alcohol doesn't kick in, you let me know. Okay. All right. Uh, some of the things that they're talking about putting in at the new packing district are some roundabouts. There, there's gonna be a whole new grid of street system in there when they rebuild everything, uh, because they're really making a neighborhood, Scotty. And on every block, they're planning on putting in a park. A park on every block. Oh, nice. And like that idea. Huge like bike paths are gonna connect to the Orlando Urban Bike Trail system. And there's talks of putting a pedestrian bridge over OBT, I believe on the southern part of Princeton. So they're looking at a feasibility study of putting that into effect. Okay, that's interesting because isn't there I mean the trend is to not have these kind of pedestrian bridges, right? Uh, I think it depends on the bridge because they actually are putting in a really expensive one at Colonial. Oh, this is a good point. Okay. I think of that one that was over I-4 that I always thought was cool and I didn't understand why for years it wasn't used. I think structurally, that one just wasn't sound. Oh, gotcha. Okay. uh, Was the idea. So they had that. And you're talking about the one that was going from... Uh, like the Farron fan mm-hmm. building over to what is that Holden Heights? Yep, and I, yeah, and I, and uh, yeah, I guess you couldn't bike on it. That's probably that's part of the difference, right? Right, yeah. and that was literally just like from alleyway to alleyway, people could walk over, but but it wasn't part of like a trail system, and so this is going to be part of the larger trail system uh, that they're trying to put in, and and actually you can see we wrote about this I want to say two weeks ago, uh, a whole arterial what are they calling it the bike loop around orlando that's going to be interconnected bike system oh awesome yeah so we'll see this could be part of that uh inevitable link up too to the what is that orange trail and orange uh what am i trying to say yep goes to apopka it's there it's a it's i'm having a minute orange west orange trail west orange trail yeah which we still haven't biked on by the way scotty campbell we haven't i'd love to do it let's do it right now uh another thing happening actually this week is genome 
the genome exhibit at the. Arts- I haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> it's, it's actually something I'm a part of. Uh, the Orange County Regional History Center invited five local Orlandoans uh, to participate in a genealogy and DNA. Who are the five background thing, uh, which will be exhibited? It's Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Makes sense. George Estevez from Mayor. what is WFTV? Oh boy, uh, we should get that right. I think so. Right. Sorry, uh, George. Senator Geraldine Thompson from Wells Built Museum, and uh, oh man, I forget her name. A soccer player. She's from Orlando Pride. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like the Sports most famous ball. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, myself. Brennan all, O'Connor. And they all spat into a vial what? and they a vial vial. And, <laughs> and they have looked at our DNA backgrounds. I have no idea what my results are. And they're gonna unveil them to me next week. And actually I believe it opens to the public this Saturday, which is crazy because why is it opening on Saturday and I have to wait until Tuesday to go see my results? Oh, that's weird. I don't oh like that. yeah, because uh this weekend uh the history center is going to be free free uh, in honor of Pride. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go and check it out. I can I don't know if I should wait until Tuesday anyway. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. PBS is going to be there we'll to film really the reaction, so I guess I should oh, wait. Oh, you should wait. Wait and make it real. Because you're not going to be able to fake that. No, I'm not. I can't You're just not things. that kind of person. No. It just reads on my face. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm feeling at all all times. Uh, so that's really exciting. I'm really excited to be a part of it. If you want to take a good look at my jeans. I- my tight jeans <laughs> then uh come on out to orange county now you did Center. find one thing out right about wasn't wasn't a relative of yours like pals with francis scott key or something of that sort uh they leading up to this exhibit they've been asking trivia questions right where they say this specific the first question which had to do with me uh was this one of these participating people is related to someone who inspired uh, Star Spangled Banner. And apparently the answer was me. Uh, Thank you. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Out of the five people. Uh, so one of my answers. I think you're flubbing this question. So I, <laughs> and I have no idea what that means. Like either someone was in the battle or so like, who are they literally like, I, a general? Like who knows? I got that they were in the battle, which is a really, if, if you, uh, delve into that whole battle. It's 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 interesting because it it turns out that Francis Scott Key does some revisionist history in one of the verses of the Star Spangled Banner. Like uh, they uh, lost, and uh, they lost against a black platoon platoon, so uh, battalion. I guess it was what it would be called at that time. And but he changes the lyric to make it sound like the that that battalion w- were cowards. I know it gets heavy. It gets it heavy, heavy, but the Star Spangled Banner is. Uh, we could do. We could do a whole radio show just on that. And I'm Canadian, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, how to? But you should explain, though. My mother's American, yeah. but I was born in Canada, so it's just. And I'm assuming it's my mother's side. It could very well right. Be my there's dad's that. Side. That's why there's this Baltimore connection. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm really. I'm pumped, man. I. That's why I'm really tempted to go Saturday to to see what the results are. Uh, ahead of when I'm supposed to be, but I, yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> but I really. You also know. have to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's your thing. Uh, I just wrote about this today, actually on Thursday, and we talked about, 
Orlando was just ranked as the 15th most dangerous city in Florida out of 205 cities. Dangerous in what way? In this, like, nonviolent and violent crimes. Oh. Yeah. Number 15. So if you want to see who scored ahead of us. uh, (laughs) Who did better than us on this? Bungalore.com. I didn't say who, who did who did <laughs> underneath <laughs> us but you can see who, who beat us out you know right. with all their violent crimes 15 uh, and that's from last year yeah yeah wow. based on fbi science data so be careful out there yeah, so be nice to each other orlando we can do better than that no absolutely uh orlando has a new police of chief of police yes orlando Roland? officially yeah I what do you mean not officially Rolone is Rolone, is that how you say yeah, i'm sorry orlando, Rolone, puerto rican sorry orlando uh but has been born in puerto rico but has lived in orlando forever i believe he served with opd for 25 years yes that's what i read and he's been on like i read it on Bugalore. bureau he's oh, did you? oh my gosh so Has, he's like he's well-rounded hashtag you you read it on <laughs> hashtag i read it on Bugalore. uh <laughs> Yeah, really cool. I love that his name's Orlando. I love that he's been too. here forever and being on every bureau. Almost, I think, I think it's a nine of the eleven different divisions of OPD. Well, uh, we should name them all. So let's see. There's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, that everything in there definitely came from the press release. Let's today. do some thorough reporting. <laughs> uh, so, so this is interesting, though, because he's appointed. He was chosen by the mayor, right? And he, and Chief Mina's last day of because he's retiring is coming up. But his, but official last day is in December. Uh, so there's going to be like a moment where he's just the interim chief until he officially becomes the chief in December oh, I see. 3rd or December 6th. Uh, but so there's, there's but like meanwhile, Chief Mina, he's retiring, but he's actually running for office. Yeah, retiring from OPD so he can run. For sheriff. And what happens if he doesn't get the sheriff, then he could be the co-host of Bungalow on the Bus. Uh He's welcome to. I'm bra- <laughs> for, for regular listeners, regular listeners, I, I think he smells like whiskey and cookies. <laughs> That's if I had to assign. I don't a, even understand what that means. If I had to assign a scent <laughs> to Gina, it would be whiskey and cookies. I think uh, he missed his uh, best slogan yet Did for you? his campaign. John Bustucker is helping with his campaign right now. It's kind of funny, and he uh, just released a video. Of him jogging, uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which I've watched a couple times. Oh, <laughs> I think we should move on to the next subject. Oh, all right, all right. See you later, Chief Mina. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just did another rental roundup uh, for regular visitors to bungalore.com. We we write about real estate. We have like a live, work, play uh, way of writing about things on bungalore.com, like ways that you can plug in make money and live here in orlando so it's important to uh also talk about places you can rent oh because yes as we discuss and promote these bungalow neighborhoods downtown the more we do it the actually more expensive it gets because everybody wants to live here no this is true so it's it's responsible it's i feel a responsibility for us to to do an ongoing series called the rental roundup and we always try to round up the best not the best. I'm not really curating them, but round up things that you can get: homes, apartments, 
for under $1,500 a month. Because I feel like $1,500 is probably the ceiling for what you should be paying for a rental property. Yeah. There was no science to that. There is no science to that except, you know, common sense. Yeah. (laughs) $1,500, you you could be paying a mortgage, right? right? Like, yeah. Yeah, you could buy your house at fifteen hundred. I'm sure people say you could buy it at a thousand. Uh, maybe not downtown, right? But uh, anything over fifteen hundred, you should buy in a house. So that's, have, that's how I feel. I haven't asked Bungalower. Uh, okay, but I but it probably will take some research. Well, can I say really quick? Yeah, so I'm we sorry, round, did I interrupt you? We have, <laughs> we have a roundup of <laughs> homes available. I believe there's eleven. Uh, homes that are available for rent under $1,500 right now. If you're looking for okay. a place to rent, head on over to bungalow.com and you'll see uh, homes that you can move into, some with your pets, some without. Some great, wow. some not I, great. I think I've talked about this on this show before about this whole thing with landlords not accepting pets. I just think you're crazy. We have a link to the Pet Alliance. The Pet Alliance of Central Florida has a database of uh, apartment complexes that allow you to bring. Yeah. And that's a building growing list. So I've always included that link uh, in the, our rental roundup so you can see that database. I'm very much an activist for being able to live with your pet and then yet. I have this other thing about this whole comfort pet thing. Uh-huh. I'm just like, it's out of control. Did you I just heard about, heard about some, the squirrel thing. Yeah. Yes, I did. Somebody, the whole flight delayed because someone wanted to bring their comfort squirrel. Uh-huh. On Lordy. But how did it get past security? Uh, that's a good question. You know, like there's a, there's a point. One time I got, she got a pair of scissors the- through security. <laughs> I had a wine key confiscated from me coming into the States uh, and a beautiful brass one. You know, that I had with me backpacking. That guy just the wanted world. it. That's I said, Well, can I mail it to myself? And they said, Nope. I thought I here. thought that was a system. No, this guy uh I went through, I was going to Atlanta for work and uh the guy like searched and searched my bag, something was going off, and then I I was like, I didn't know what was going on, and then I get into the hotel and I'm like emptying him out of my bag. I had a pair of scissors. So go back to the squirrel. Oh. So well, I don't know the story. Was it Aldrin? <laughs> I saw a video. <laughs> You're never invited back. <laughs> John Busticker doesn't know things sometimes. <laughs> doesn't go on for 15 minutes. Not knowing <laughs> so this uh, this older woman, I saw, I, the only video I saw was her getting escorted f- off the plane in a wheelchair, holding this little carrier with what I assume was a squirrel inside of it. And she's giving the figure to everybody behind her. And you can clearly say, what you saying to him. Yeah. Starts with an F. Uh, yeah. Wasn't this person's not responsible enough to have a squirrel? <laughs> They're adorable. Just, you shouldn't. You if you can't keep clear liquids on a plane, how how the heck did you get a squirrel through security and onto the plane? And then it's the it's the stewards, stewardesses. What do you call them, flight attendants? That are going to tell you when you're there, oh, you can't have a squirrel on the plane? Well, like, the TSA, I mean, is that really what they're like? Uh, are, what are the, uh, Part of it is this weirdness about these comfort animals. What, what are the rules to these, you know? That's security. That's yeah. airport security. Sorry, ma'am, that's a rodent. Yeah. No. That does not come is any that, further. Did you call squirrels rodents? They are a rodent. Oh, like, my Rabbits God. are rodents, they're too. They're awesome. They're adorable. Oh, they are they really? Yeah. Rabbits are? Beavers. Beaver is a rodent. Yeah, keep up. I dare you to tell a beaver it's a rodent. They're I didn't mean. say rodents are I've nasty seen videos animals. On YouTube. I said it's a rodent. Oh my gosh! 
Haven't you? Those uh, those beepers will attack you. I just, <laughs> it's true. You I've just, also you, seen Monty Python. Bring, I know rabbits will attack you too. <laughs> That's why you always have a holy hand grenade with you. Uh, you're, th- thank you for coming on Bungalore and the Bus, Scotty. You're welcome. <laughs> Orlando Shakes. Speaking of scary things, Orlando well, Shakes is hosting a Penny Dreadful production of Mystery of Irma Vep. I love it. Uh, and Penny Dreadfuls are... It's an anagram, you know. What does that mean? Uh, you have to see the show to find out. Oh, cool. It's two people, two actors, yep. playing multiple, multiple roles. roles. It's crazy. They just change their costumes Great and wigs piece. and stuff. A Charles Ludlum play. It's And then, I don't know what that means. And then what, <laughs> what's a Penny Dreadful? Wrote it. What's a Penny Dreadful? Do you know? Uh, you know, these old-timey books. They're like Victorian, like from Victorian right. ages, and it'd be like a werewolf is in it, and there's a vampire. There's a werewolf. Clairvoyant Why are you giving people. away the whole, the whole plot? There's an Egyptian princess <laughs> in this one, so it's like all of like the horror characters are in Penny Dreadfuls. This guy, uh, Charles Ludlam, is one of the most underrated playwrights ever, and he he was very prolific in his short life, and and uh, this the the play is hilarious, and and it is a tour de force. I'm really excited about it. Started, it actually started this week, and I believe it's going through the first week of November. Tickets are 30 bucks. Uh, head on over to Orlando Shakes, the Orlando Shakespeare Theater is what they used to call it. Now it's Orlando Shakes because they're hip. Uh, OrlandoShakes.org. ORG. They're hip. Like org. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Lock Haven community. Uh, what, what is it, Lock Haven Park? Yeah, Lock Haven Park. What's you the full name of the park? Sometimes they throw cultural, cultural? in there. It's yeah, but it does. I, sometimes it's official. Sometimes it's not official. It's just Lock Haven Park. <laughs> okay. We have a cool job alert. We're coming up to our break, but but if you're looking for a gig, uh, Curry Ford West is the new kid on the Main Street District block, and they are hiring for a new executive director. The pay is 36 to 42 grand. Whoa. Not bad. Uh, if you want to run... A little mini neighborhood, help help them grow. Yeah, how big is that? It's not very big. No, nah, it's like Audubon Park. Wow, that stretch. And you're getting paid all that money. I think they're trying to include the new Hourglass District too, Scotty. Well, I think they're going to need to play along because the Hourglass District has uh, a good thing going. So they're killing it. Yeah, they're killing it. Hourglass doesn't need to participate in the Main Street District. They got Absolutely one not. dude paying for it all, curating those businesses. Yep. Uh, inviting only the cool kids to come and participate. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun area, and I. Th- I just. I hope they all work together because they all want the same purpose, just building up the community. All right. And with that, we're taking a break. Come on back. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalore.com, your source for hyper-local news. Sitting with me today is Scotty Campbell. Hey, Scotty. Hi. Thanks for that filling in for John Busdecker, who's away on vacation again, visiting his wife up in Georgia, who's pursuing her master's. Isn't that nice? Degree? Are you afraid to talk? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> Here on Bungalore and the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. If you miss an episode, you can go on over to any of these podcast platforms, hear us, download us, lick it, stick it, stamp it. We are there. Scratch and sniff. (laughs) This week's episode is brought to you by CarJoy. It's a on-demand auto maintenance service. 
you hook it up online. They come to you, take your keys, fix you up while you're doing things that are more fun. Uh, coming on in a couple of minutes is, is our new friend. He'll tell us all about it, Mr. Daniel Sosa. I think for them, though, it is kind of fun to do. They, they're doing work that they, they love. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it car joy. That's true. Are they finding the joy in Drink cars? that in. Drink that in. <laughs> Drink that in. Sit in it. Absorb it. Love it. Uh, before we were before we went to break, we were talking about Curry Ford West becoming the new official uh, addition Street. to the Main Street yeah. districts. Scotty Campbell, you have a little bit of insight on this. You were the old executive director for Ivanhoe Village. I was. And it, uh, it was a great experience uh, for what three years? I I did three that? years. Yep, you killed it. You made you made Ivanhoe Village what it is today. I absolutely. Had nothing to I do with all with the that. cool vendors. <laughs> <laughs> now there's still, uh, and there's some uh, since I've been gone. There, there some even cooler things that are going on there. So, um, and they they have a, a a newly hired Main Street director there um, who who seems to be doing well. I believe she came from like the Delan uh, art um, art museum in Delan. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I think I've in? heard that too. No, she's awesome. Uh, she actually co works in the same co working. That's space Juliet, right? Yeah, super cool. Shout out. Uh, I do want to say though, uh oh, real talk. Uh, I just wrote about it for my. I'm in the Central Florida 100, which is this opinion column. They have 100 influencers. Yep. And uh, is it 100 words? No, e, no, it's like no. Oh, I was. Oh, it is. I yeah, 50, 50. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's funny. So it's 100 yeah. words, 100 people. <laughs> All this time I've been doing it, Scotty. And I never put that together. <laughs> uh, so this week's column is I, I kind of let it out that out of the 10 Main Street districts that we have, only one is on the west side of I-4, and that's College Park. Uh, and everything else is on the eastern side of of Orlando. Of, uh, Orlando. And Paramore was one of the first Main Street districts, but then they got rid of it. Was that Daisy Lynham who got rid of it? Uh it was very short-lived and it was actually right before the Amway center came in. And that was literally because it shut up the grassroots efforts to deny them moving in. Uh, There's whole old articles on Orlando Sentinel about it. So I, I really think it's time they bring the Paramore main street district back. There's, there's no excuse for them not to have a main street district. Have, has anybody talked to the folks that live there to see if they would like to have a main street? I've heard it at community meetings that they would like something. Uh, there's 250 businesses that are in Paramore. Uh, I don't know if that includes, that must include Holden Heights too, but that's really more residential. Uh, Mm -hmm. they also like there's, there's 70, there's a 70 year old florist that's been in business uh, for, 70 years i don't know why i just said that uh <laughs> just there's a lot of history How long has the 70 year florist been in <laughs> just you know but it's literally uh, i don't understand one of the most historic neighborhoods in town there's some preservation that could be happening which is one of the tenants of the main street of the main program. street program why why is there one not in in paramore so if i hear about one more district in orlando that becomes a main street district before paramore uh i think i might raise a stink I think you did, though. You said something in the Central Florida 100. It's not a stink, though. I just said, I think that's Sometimes people pay attention. Remember, CNN got all up in your business. Are we one, point, about that? one time. Are, Are we? That? We don't need to after get too sidetracked, but right. after the June 2016 shooting, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, they got up in your grill. They did. 
That was that was a real learning moment for me. Of I don't think I, I've ever said that I before. <laughs> up in your grill. <laughs> you just did. Whoa. Thanks for saying it, Scotty. You're uh, I think we're about to take a little break. Let's. We're going to bring in Daniel Sosa from CarJoy. He's going to tell us all about this super hot Orlando grown on demand auto maintenance service. That's that's come to the city beautiful. Daniel, take it away. All right, we're here at Ivanhoe Park Brewing with my new friend Daniel Sosa of Car Joy. Car Joy. Daniel, what is Car Joy? Tell me all about it. Hey guys, so Car Joy is on location, on demand auto maintenance. So, this hassle that is taking care of your car, we do it on the spot. You book online, a friendly technician comes to your home and does it, or your office and does it right there. That's crazy. So, like, I could be, say, going to the farmer's market, use the app, and you'll, you guys will show up. And, like, change my oil? Is that what happens? That's right. We say at home, at work, or anywhere in between. Okay. What what other auto maintenance stuff are you guys doing? So, right now, we solely focus on keeping your car healthy. So, that's your oil changes, your air filters, your windshield wipers, your lights. They're really the basics that keep your car healthy, which can all be done anywhere, even at Whole Foods. Um, and anything more advanced, you do go back to a traditional shop. I feel like it's almost like you're an on-demand honey-do list. <laughs> right so like if I, I if i didn't have a husband or something i could just call you guys up you'd come and do all the things that i need my man to do with my car is that is that what it is that is absolutely right our end goal is to make auto maintenance invisible okay right? in, i love that make it invisible so i could be going to a movie i ring you up on an app is that what happens so right now it's all web-based but okay. an app will roll out pretty soon yep and it's by scheduling base or on demand so like if i knew that i was going to say my kids uh dance recital at friday at six o'clock could i schedule someone to come and meet me there when i'm inside not doing anything with my car correct so the average service only takes about 25 minutes the only thing we require is a two-hour window in of booking in advance because we do need to get the correct parts for your vehicle okay so it just depends on like make and model you you have a form you fill out saying what it is and then you guys come prepared and make it happen exactly every car has a unique air filter windshield wipers whatever the parts for that vehicle what's the hook that's crazy it sounds too good to be true that's it that's That's it it. (laughs) yeah i had a really really rough experience uh i had to take my girlfriend's car to get an oil change because she didn't feel comfortable okay uh, which is a very common thing and it made me realize that i can't believe i can get a donut delivered to my desk in 20 minutes and i have to go get treated like crap to get an oil change (laughs) and we set on a mission to fix that right that's, it is a little bit intimidating sometimes if people, I know a lot of people just put off getting their oil changed or something like that on their car because uh, they've never done it. They don't, there's no frame of reference. They don't want to get taken through the ringer, charged extra mm-hmm. cash for things that they don't need. So, you, so this is great. And, and it's also, and I don't want to be sitting around in the middle of some janky waiting room. Uh, great coffee. Right? <laughs> Awful <laughs> coffee. Some dude with his shoes off. That's crazy, but you you actually take the service to wherever we are. You meet us halfway. It, it, you be, how long have you been doing this for? So, car just about eight months old now. Eight months old. Yep. So, what is like the peak time? When is everybody getting their their stuff done on their cars? Believe it or not, most people do it during work. Okay. So, I would say seventy percent of all our services are during work. That's crazy. Like like at any time during the day. Anytime during the day, it's really the most efficient because your goal is to do as little as possible and you keep doing what you're doing, keep closing big deals and your technician's outside working on your car. All right, so, so walk, walk me through this. So I, I know <laughs> I have to get something done on my car. What do I do? So you need an oil change. You go online. It's getcarjoy.com. Okay, getcarjoy.com. Correct. Okay. Put your car information, you know, 
2012 Toyota Corolla SE edition. So is, is that what you think I drive? Well, I just I, drive. <laughs> I just wanted, I All just right. selected a car. <laughs> All right, keep going. Um, you pay online. As soon as that happens, our technicians are dispatched. They go and get the specific parts for the vehicle, show up. They'll contact you when they're there. You do a key exchange. You can either hang out with the technician if you're interested or you go back to what you're doing. I don't even want to see them. Yeah, you don't want to okay. see them. <laughs> <laughs> when you're done, you get your keys back and that's it. You receive a checklist via email that has pictures of your car, the wow. service, everything that was done really quickly. That's amazing. What what is so like basic prices? What is what does the oil change cost? So what's cool about our pricing is we're extremely transparent. We couldn't upsell you if we tried because there is no payment method for the technicians. Okay. Um, we have a price point based on vehicle, and they range from forty five dollars to a hundred and forty dollars if it's a very high end vehicle. What if someone has insurance that can cover that? Do you guys take insurance yet, or is that a like if someone has like insurance that covers mm-hmm. auto maintenance? Is that something that you guys are set up to take, or is that something you're hoping to do later? Uh, so insurance doesn't cover maintenance. Okay. Insurance covers repairs. So we don't actually deal much with that. All right. I love yeah. it. Thank you for schooling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's say two, two things that people need to know about CarJoy.com. Hmm. Well, two one things. Thing. Well, one big thing yeah. is we like to say once you go CarJoy, you don't go back. Once you experience doing absolutely nothing and having a healthier car, which actually saves you a ton of money in the long run, you're not going to go back to sitting at the shop drinking crappy coffee and getting <laughs> treated like crap. Uh-huh. Um, and I highly encourage you to try it. It's CarJoy at GetCarJoy.com. I love it. Go on to Bungalore.com to hear more about it. We'll have an article up shortly telling you all about how to get cardroid.com locally sourced locally grown super cool thing thank you mr sosa for coming and uh go to cardroid.com thanks for having me guys and that's daniel sosa and actually one thing that he said after the interview scotty was that a lot of businesses and corporations are actually hiring them as a perk uh for their workers so while the workers are there uh, just at work doing their thing, car joy is out there fixing up their cars. Making it's sure they're interesting. Safe. There, there's some places where uh, there there have been uh, car washing, like detailing places that have done that, like in a garage and that sort of thing while while you're working. Yeah, I think everybody's talking about perks nowadays, right? Like you got to compete with tech startups and, and people who are. We have hammocks in their offices. And foosball. Foosball. <laughs> so I I love my job at the library, but we have no foosball. No. Well, maybe nope. you can get an oil change service. Uh, <laughs> we said at the beginning of the program, if you want to get five dollars off your your oil change with get with CarJoy, head on over to getcarjoy.com and you can use the code City Beautiful to get five bucks off. Uh, let's keep going on with headlines. We only have a little bit of time. Okay. To keep chatting. Uh, Stir Restaurant closed in Ivanhoe Village. I heard that because the property was sold. So everybody uh, on your thread jumped to conclusions thinking that something was happening with business, but it's actually the, the building's being sold. I think it was a little bit of chicken and egg there. Uh, someone, the, the owner of the building, which I believe was still the same person who, who tried to do Nova, uh, short-lived, still owned the space. I think his name was Stillman. Uh decided to sell the building and because of that uh the owners of stir closed for two days just to sit and think right and they're like are we gonna continue to do this renovate the building maybe uh or are we just gonna close and then they decided to close hmm. is, is what we were told uh 
which is a shame. I I liked Stir. No, Stir was good, and it was and it made it made a go of that space, which has uh, you know, been been a rough go since Brian's moved out. And when I saw most of the comments on Buglore.com on our Facebook page, and we did a little survey on Instagram and our Instagram stories, which got a little harsh. Uh, people, I, th- I think it said twenty four percent of our viewers who at least saw the story uh, liked Stir. Everybody else did did not like it. Uh, and what I what kept hearing was that they wished it was like a greasy spoon. It was too expensive. They want like a bronze yeah, no, diner. It's so which is what so weird that they have that in their heads because I mean it's it Brian's wasn't great. It was uh, an institution, you, can, you can direct your your emails to Scotty Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. No, we no. There's a nostalgia that's been built up around it, but I mean, Juniors and Audubon Park is is far better, and the people are nicer. I mean, I but but that's something that people liked about going to Brian's. Oh, this person was rude to me. I don't know why you'd pay for that, but like those people at uh, Hollywood Studios, would you try? You ask for right. Ketchup. Well, they're obviously having fun with yeah. you, you know. These people were not having fun. <laughs> no, they were. They seemed miserable. Yeah. So I, I, I know someone's going to jump on that property. There's, there's a shortage of, uh, what is it? Second generation, third generation restaurant spaces that already have a built out kitchen, a hood. People True. want that. You can't find that. Or it would make a great location for self storage, <laughs> which we heard. <laughs> The old yeah. electrics electricians union building on Virginia Drive. Someone tried to put in Briefly, a five story. They were trying to do five story self storage, and it turned out it was, it's not zoned for that. And also, the city is very aware that that just would that would just kill that. I'm. It's little. great. That's why they did the. They've done a future land use map uh, to limit those uses. So when someone comes in and pitches those those uses, they could say, "Nope, that doesn't fit the map. Too bad." But it's interesting because five stories is definitely where the, what they want in that corner. They want tall buildings. All of those old warehouses will eventually go away, and they'll be replaced by tall buildings all along Brookhaven and Virginia. I also, just a PSA, if you have so much stuff that you need a separate area to put your stuff in that's just going to be a dark box, you might want to reevaluate. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> that's also part of like a growing build growing downtown you have people who are downsizing from suburbs moving to apartments there's a lot of apartments getting built we're like 96 97 percent occupancy downtown are they not do they not have storage in them like no I mean, they're smaller footprints smaller than a house you don't have garages like down below they don't have a storage no you know, like not in the all basement? of them no, oh, we don't have no. basements sometimes you get a locker or something but it's not like a garage so people carry a lot of that stuff. With I guess them. I see if like you have to keep your Christmas decorations in there, your Hanukkah decorations. Uh-huh. They don't do a lot of decorating either. Like you have a menorah. That was a dumb way to try to diversify the. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Campbell, everybody. Uh, Starter Studio, which is a. It's a program really run by UCF out of the old canvas. It's a co-working space downtown for tech companies. We actually have a desk there. Just received a $125,000 grant from the city uh, for their for what they're doing. Money, seed money for tech stuff. How do you feel about that? 
Um, I don't understand it, no. but I I think uh, somebody thought it would be a good idea. Uh, the idea is that we need to diversify and, and strengthen. There's like a gap between startups and then becoming like more established. And so really good cities and regions that, that have a strong tech environment or an ecosystem have seed funds to help those businesses grow. And they're trying to attract people, uh, more established tech companies to come here as well. And so by having these seed funds that you can, you can retain them here in town or at least keep, keep homegrown ones here a little bit longer. Uh, so they don't move to somewhere abroad. Uh, but building on that, they also, the city just gave a 200, 200 plus thousand uh, grant to United Arts. Out of. Because <laughs> in this recent fiscal year, uh, arts organizations had their funding slashed by, what was it, 93%? Yeah. Uh, from the state. And so the city is trying to help make up that gap in lack of funding. By giving it to, by giving two hundred, which is plus thousand to uh, United Arts, which supports local organizations. Right. Uh, but this is also on top of a four hundred and seventy thousand dollar grant that they gave them as well. So that brings their total to, you know, almost seven hundred thousand dollars. A lot of money, and you know, uh, I I don't know. You know, it, it's how many of the arts organizations? I mean, where. Where are we in Orlando right now that arts organizations need that much of a bailout, which is a lot essentially of, what it is? Um, you know? It kind of is, and I and I hear that, and I brought this up with somebody before. Uh, I don't even remember. Maybe it was on last week's episode, but it's it's tough. I'm a Canadian, and the government gives – that's what the government's for, yeah, right? It's to yeah. support these. But I've been here long enough in the States uh, that if you're – your strategy, your income strategy is based on handouts from the government. Uh, it's That's not sustainable, right? So we have some local arts organizations that will have like three-day events or performances and then go back into rehearsals for three months, right? So like your your strategy for bringing in income is based on donations from Blue Hairs uh, and then federal and state grants uh and not on ticket sales which is interesting that's just an interesting strategy uh and i, I don't yeah know, right? well it's not a business strategy no. is it i mean if if you're that's not supply and demand is the very basic way of saying that right. but if and i'm if not saying not buying what you're selling but it's also important like we need these arts organizations we need they, they bring culture they bring tourism uh uh, I just don't know about the long-term viability uh, of an arts organization that depends on that much outside funding. What do we think that the city could have done with six hundred thousand uh, dollars? I don't know. How much did it cost to buy Constitution Green? Six million. <laughs> so, Is that so what that was? was only like a corner <laughs> of corner Constitution with a tree. <laughs> it's like half a tree. I love that little park, though. Yeah, me too. Uh, four acres of Winter Park real estate have just opened up. The Orlando RV property, Orlando RV, is moving out of Winter Park. That's what Fairbanks and Orange. Is it almost Orange? Uh, moving on out, and so that's a huge slice of Winter Park real estate that's opening up. And yes, people should be watching to see what goes in there. I'm guaranteeing it will be condos. <laughs> oh. just, there's no, there's no place for that. 
in right. Park. Where where are people living? Over by Maitland? Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not going to be you know another car dealership because those are all moving out by the theme parks for some reason. Cheaper real estate, man. Taxes in downtown Warner Park. Yeah, but crazy. they build and yeah, and these build these, mm-hmm. these palaces for these cars. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, we only have a few more minutes, so I'm just going to rhyme through some stories that we're working on. We're working on the College Park Tour of Homes coming up at November 11th. Uh, we'll be sharing some of that news next week. There's a new children's book about Pulse. Look for that also in our stories. Uh, Critical Mass is coming up on October 26th, and we are arranging the super cool after party, possibly at Wall Street, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Full Sail just got it is going to start a six million dollar esports arena called the Fortress, and then events happening this weekend. There's a rifle paper sidewalk sale, Autumn Art Festival in Winter Park from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, Saturday and Sunday. There's a one year anniversary for Kelly's Ice Cream and Soto from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pride Parade noon at Lake Yola, Ivanhoe. Brewing Park. Oh my gosh. I've no brewing. I've no Park Brewing Company. I can't talk. Yes. Uh it's having their grand opening celebration all weekend. There's a bungalow or lemonade. Go get it. Is Jazz. there a tie in to Joyland with that? There's a Joyland beer. Yes, it's one of their beers. So they're the the it's the flavor of their party. Uh Jazz and Blues Festival at Lou Gardens for fifteen bucks, seven PM Saturday. And then there's a recovery brunch after Pride. Celebrate the end of Pride at Celine, Orlando, forty five bucks for brunch, eleven AM to two PM, all you can drink. Thanks for tuning in for Bungalow in the Bus. Thanks to Carjoy for sponsoring this episode, and thank you to Scotty Campbell for filling in for John Bustecker. Thanks everyone.